Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast with me, Krista Ritma. This will be a solo episode. I have not checked in with you guys for a little while, and so much has been coming up that I wanted to share, that I wanted to just jam through and um, process a little bit because this podcast has been such a great way for me to do that um, when I have something really intentional that I want to talk about. So this will be a quick little update with me, and then I'm going to dive into something that has been coming up in so many of my conversations that I just wanted to share it. So uh, before we jump in, let's just arrive to wherever you are, wherever you're listening, whatever you're doing, just arrive. Um, We just go, 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 go. And I was just having a beautiful conversation with one of my clients about intentionality and how we can bring more intention into just everything that we do and just be more mindful um, of what we're doing, how we're feeling, how we're showing up, how that might be affecting not only ourselves, but the people around us. So I really just want to drop in and arrive. Take a big deep breath, drop your shoulders down, just arrive and ask yourself for real how you're doing yourself with a capital S. Um, what's going on? What's going on with me is a lot. Um, this Lionsgate portal was really, really powerful for me. I actually was unaware uh, of how significant this Lionsgate portal was. Um, we were in Yosemite with Clay's family on the actual day. And I woke up and we went swimming in the river and the river to me is just ma. It's, I think the, the closest, most tangible thing to connecting with the divine when I am floating specifically in the river, I'm a huge ocean gal. Um, but for whatever reason, the, the river really gets me. Um, And I was swimming in the river and I got out and kind of looked at Clay and was like, I feel like I'm out the other side. I had no idea it was Lionsgate portal, by the way, because we were offline for a few days and I just forgot. I didn't even really know it was the eighth. Um, And I just felt this like massive exhale since the new moon in Pisces. I have just been in a very like murky place where I keep trying to focus on the positive and on self-care and like things just keep happening one after another that bring me back into that 
darkness and just funky space. I had to do a lot of processing around my miscarriage, which actually came up on the new moon in cancer. And I talked a little bit about that with ocean on our episode a few weeks ago and just a lot that's been coming up around that. As so many of my close friends are giving birth to healthy baby boys, it's actually been incredibly healing, um, for me and my journey to motherhood. So that's all been happening tons and tons of shifts and transformations and growth edges within the company. Clay is stepping further and further into his own authentic voice and his companies companies, plural are starting to take off and thrive and require more of his attention, which is meaning more shifts within authentic audience, but it's all really, really, really good stuff. And rapid transformation, I think is really happening. I love the words rapid transformation. Hi, Gemini. Um, but I think so much of what we are processing and what we are here to do can feel really heavy in like an existential kind of way. And so much of the big moments for me have actually been really rapid transformational moments and experiences. And I wanted to share that and when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, the two things that came straight through when I got really quiet and asked, what do the people need was on rapid transformation and receiving. So just to touch on rapid transformation a little further, obviously I talk about this in a business sense all the time. Like as soon as you get really clear on who you're here to serve and crafting offers and messaging that serve those people and drop into service for your business, for your customer, all these things I've talked about so much, um, rapid transformation is so possible. And for us on a business personal level, I mean, it's also intermixed when you are so close to your business and your partners in it and the whole thing, um, it's what my baby is right now truly is nurturing and, um, keeping this little business alive in the same way I would a little baby. And from last summer to this summer is just <laughs> insane. I mean, we were living in a friend's apartment. We had like maybe 10, $13,000, I think, which was enough runway to keep the business alive for two months. We were in the middle of COVID. Um, I had lost a huge client. I was having a falling out with somebody else, uh, business related, which is, was bringing up so much on my reoccurring wound and pattern with women actually in business. Um, I have this like major pattern or had this major pattern that continued to show up for like the last decade of my life, um, with women in business and specifically women. It's so interesting, um, where I just have these horrendous heartbreaks or fallings out with, or, you know, you name it with somebody that I really looked up to and respected and felt seen by, and it just shatters me. So I was in a bad place and we met with Aaron Weed, who's our mentor and dear friend who I've, I've talked about this conversation many times. We put a plan in place and we did it. And within six months of that meeting, we had restructured the business. We had created so much more wealth for ourselves in such a short amount of time. And we were able to buy a house, our dream, 
our dream. And we now live in our house. We have a new dog. I've gotten pregnant. I've had a miscarriage. I've hired, I've fired. I've had so many launches. I've had so many spiritual moments and just little mini awakenings in the last year to now get here, sitting here recording. This is like a blink of an eye is really how it feels. And this idea of rapid transformation, when you really commit to healing this thing, it came for me when I booked a hypnotherapy session with Anastasia Garali, who is actually on this podcast. The episode is called the business of healing. And I did a, um, hypnotherapy session with her around my fear of flying. I had a really traumatic flight about seven years ago, and it really has affected me ever since my anxiety has been through the roof, panic attacks. I mean, you name it. And before COVID I was traveling like twice, three times a month on planes. So it was really affecting me. And so I took the opportunity of COVID. It was making it actually worse because that fear of the next flight or the first flight was just like looming and affecting me so much. And the more I become aware of my thoughts and the way my brain is working, I'm like, I'm spending way too much time on this fear that is not real. So I booked this session and I kid you not, I've been on five, six, seven flights, not even a flicker of anxiety. And this rapid transformation in one hour was like, wait, (laughs) if I can heal this, this quickly, what else is possible? And that has sort of sent me on this six month, like, what can I heal and how quickly can I heal it? Which, you know, for a Gemini, I think some things do take time and they come up for us when we have the time and space to heal it. And my miscarriage was so traumatic for me that I really pushed it away for four months until it came up out of nowhere during the cancer new moon. And I needed to look at it and really heal it. And I booked a session to do just that. Um, with Kiki Robinson, who has also been on this podcast and it was absolutely beautiful. And I feel like I've completely let go of this experience and set free this little energy that was just not wanting to leave and that I wasn't wanting to let go of. So I share all of this because it can feel so hard and it can feel so heavy doing this self-reflection processing work that I feel has been so like glamorized when in reality, it's really fucking hard and not easy. But my reason for wanting to share this idea of rapid transformation is if you are in a place where there is something or a pattern or a pain that just keeps coming up, no matter what you think, say, feel, or do, it's time to look at it. And I feel that our self, you know, with a capital S is really giving us an opportunity to move through something that maybe isn't even ours, you know, not to get into ancestral trauma, but I think that we do carry a lot and we can actually shed a lot of it quicker than we think we can without having to get into this really deep process. That's just going to continue to bring things up and not actually heal anything. So that's what I've been just thinking about a lot. Um, these last couple of weeks, just within the business, we've had some major changes and 
financially, we've had some major wins and it's like, wow, you can really transform your bank account, your physical health, um, your mental health so fast if you're really committed to it and creating that focus and that intention has been really powerful for me, especially when I book sessions or healings, like this is going to be super personal, but, um, you know, with this miscarriage, I specifically booked a healing to work through that. And my intention was to let go of it. My intention was to release it. My intention was to heal it. And that was it. And it really works. And I'm creating these really powerful intentions for my life and then doing something about it. So I think, you know, I, and I talked about this on my episode with Lee, where the idea of manifestation gets a little mumbled because we think, oh, we can just sit here, close our eyes and say, I want this thing, or I am calling in this thing and then not really do a lot to take action and then be like, well, why isn't this working? (laughs) Um, and so another thing I'm doing actually today, right after I record this is I want to prepare my body for a healthy baby and I want to take action. And six months ago, I was not in the place. Um, my body really wasn't ready and I knew it intuitively and it was confirmed by a couple of doctors and by my nutrition response therapist and like really holistic doctor who has gotten me through so much of this. And now I feel so strong and so ready to do the work and really create an environment for a family, for a new family structure to come through, which requires, you know, creating space and time and devoting my energy to this. And so I'm going to go see an acupuncturist who really specializes in fertility and anxiety. And I just want to put my best foot forward for my future family and set up my body, my sweet, sweet womb for success and take action. And action is another word that I think is really just like manifestation gets a weird rep on what it actually is. And there's like people that say, you know, work hard or work smart and taking a ton of action all the time without any direction or clear intention, I think is really a good example of like working hard, but not smart versus taking really clear actions with really clear intentions of a desired outcome and creating a success plan to actually reach that desired outcome. And for me, that desired outcome is a healthy family in one year from now. And I look at the last year of my life and how quickly you can heal and how quickly you can transform. And why can't I do this with my own body and with my own mind? And so creating space to go see an acupuncturist, to get massages regularly to get my body out of fight or flight and into a space of feminine, of receiving, of quiet, of peace. And it does not come naturally at all. And so I'm taking actions to hopefully transform those parts of me that are still so intense that aren't serving me because there are pieces of me that have this intensity and these like where I spin or 
you know, get on a roll, like what Clay calls it. He's like, oh, she's on a roll. Watch out. That is really good and and really serves an amazing purpose, not only to myself, but in my relationships, in my business. But there are parts of my intensity that are just not serving me. And as as I say this, I'm literally smiling and laughing to myself in my room because I can see in the mirror that I'm covered right now in cuts all over my mouth and inside of my mouth, making it really painful to even sit here and record this. I've pushed off recording it because, um, I've been in too much pain. I'm so intense that I was chewing to chew as fast as I could to get back to work, which is so bad. Like, you got to enjoy your bites of food. I wasn't even present. I don't know what I was thinking about, but I was so distracted and I was chewing so hard and so intensely my poor little jaw that I ended up biting my lip so hard that it formed huge, like hematoma bruises in my mouth. It actually formed bruising on the outside of my face. It looked like I got punched in the face. And two weeks later, I have all of these cuts now forming on the outside of my mouth looks like horrendous cold sores, like all over my face. And it's like paper cuts. It hurts so bad, will not heal. And now I have to go on a round of antibiotics and like ointment before this like gets any worse because my doctor's like, this is so ridiculous. Like slow down, slow down, slow down, like wear chapstick. Don't lick your lips, drink more water and slow down. This is crazy. And it's just like showing me how out of control these sides of us can actually get when left to their own devices or left unattended or unaware. So coming back into awareness and starting this recording with just being aware of what is happening. Are you hot? Are you cold? Are you thirsty? Are you cleansing your jaw? Are you holding your breath? Are you super relaxed in this moment? Like just noticing where we are and what's happening and how we can better serve and support our own selves because nobody else is going to make the doctor's appointment for me to go and handle this situation on my face. Nobody else is going to create you know, space for me to go to acupuncture at five o'clock in the afternoon, which for me is the middle of my work day. Nobody else is going to do it. So where are the areas where you're looking to transform and let's create some action. Let's create some rapid transformation. It's possible. We don't have time for this. It's time. Like we are in such a space where we spend so much time worrying, thinking, um, reflecting anxious thoughts, fear-based thoughts. Oh my God. Don't get me started on fear-based thoughts. I cannot go off on that tangent today, but let's just do something about it. If you are spinning and are ready to take action, my hope and prayer for you in listening to this before you bite your mouth and have to go on antibiotics, ugh, before you do something so intense because you're not paying attention, let's stop and realize that you have so much control 
over what's happening in your day-to-day life and create some action and create a success plan that leads to rapid transformation. And it's really a really powerful thing because sometimes I think we don't want to dive into taking care of ourselves or doing this work because it feels heavy and it feels like, you know, it could take a while and it's a big commitment. And it's like, I'm committed today to one acupuncture session. That's it, you know, and that's the step I'm taking today towards my desired outcomes. And if you look at your life six months from now, one year from now, which in the span of your life, you know, if you hold out your arms right now, as far as they can go, one year isn't even your pinky nail. You know, it's so small in the span of your life. It's so quick. And yet we can do and accomplish and transform so much. I mean, the rapid transformation that's happened for me, I feel like I've outgrown my website from a year ago. I've outgrown some of my friends that a year ago were really sort of integral parts of my beingness and just allowing things to fall away so that new things can come in, I think has been really, really powerful for me. And that really leads into this idea of receiving and a story that I want to share because it's just so magical when we open up to the idea of magic and what is coming our way and what we are worthy of receiving. And it's been such a big topic for me for so long. And I want to share this one story just because it's just it's just causing me to just want to cry and hug my past self. And at the same time, be so open and trusting to the unknown and what's coming for me, given this, this outcome that, that I just received. And so the idea of receiving, I think gets a little muddled. So two stories, um, first of all, I think that there's a misconception that in order to receive, whether it's money, abundance, relationship, whatever it is that we really, really want and feel that we deserve or desire, um, we need to work for it, or there needs to be some sacrifice, or there needs to be something that we give up or some reason to receive. And I want to open you to the idea of receiving for no reason other than the energy of receiving. And this has been so big for me. I've been doing so many giveaways where I just surprise people with cash. I love the energy of money. I think it's really powerful and really healing. And so I've done a lot of giveaways in my group programs, in my Instagram communities, and where I just want people to open to receive. So they have to tell me like what they want to receive or what they would spend or what they would do with, uh, you know, an extra $300, whatever towards self-care and just get people in this mindset of receiving can be like breathing. Like we don't think we have to work really hard to take our next breath. It just happens. The air just comes into our lungs and it happens so naturally. We forget that we're even receiving this powerful oxygen into our bodies, into our blood, into our systems that allows us to function and live and just be alive and breathe. 
on a day-to-day basis. And so I've been really thinking about receiving in this way where it's not even like you deserve it or you don't deserve it. Like, let's just quiet that conversation, but it's as simple and as easy as taking your next breath and being that trusting in the same way that we're trusting that next breath is going to come, that our body is going to work and service in that way that receiving can work in the same way, whether it's the relationship you're wanting to call in, whether it's a bank account number finances. I mean, oftentimes receiving is so closely associated with money. So before I talk about the massive, uh, magic that I just received, um, for literally no reason and not feeling guilty about it, and not feeling deserving or this and that, but other than I was open to receiving this and now it's here. Holy shit moment. I want to share one story. So I recently, and I have not shared this and I will not share this, um, like on Instagram or in that world, this podcasting community is really sacred to me and really special. And I share things here that I don't share anywhere else. Um, one of my spiritual teachers in India, her name is Parvati Bal, and I have been learning from her and really devoted to her teachings for the last year and a half. Um, I found her during COVID and somehow (laughs) miraculously, I'm not going to share the whole long journey to get there, but I have this ego attachment to being seen by my spiritual teachers. I feel that I want them to see me. It's like the super ego thing. It always plays out in different Leela's. It's hilarious and actually really painful and sad. And so I didn't feel super seen by her for a long time. And then really out of the blue through a series of events that had nothing to do with me, literally nothing to do with me other than me just existing in the world. I was chosen, um, to do save off for her and help her bring the ball tradition and online teachings online. Nothing was online before. Um, the website was super outdated. You couldn't really um, take her courses, download her music, anything. And there's a massive tradition. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. And she decided that it was time, especially during COVID, to bring this online. Long story short, I was chosen to do this. And with a small group of Savox, created an entire online ecosystem for Ma. And It was the most incredible project of my life. It felt as though everything that I had done had led up to this. And as long as I could help bring this online and build this ecosystem of courses and teachings and found um, donations um, to the ashram and ways for them to sustain and share and teach the ball traditions, my work was done. Like that's really how powerful this experience was for me. If you've ever done seva or service for anybody, um, there's such an incredible energy to just fully being in service. When she wanted a call, I stopped what I was doing and I got on a call and the energy, the Shakti, the, I can't even explain it. I'm like brain fogging, almost thinking about it. It was such a deep experience for me. These last few months, I was working on it all through spring and it launched in July on Guru Purnima. 
and it's out there in the world and it's just been incredible. And I expected nothing. I expected nothing. The, 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 to be chosen to create and build and use my life skill sets and these platforms and these tools and make it all work for the, for the tradition of, but like, oh my, my world, like, this is my, this is why I kept saying to myself, you know, this is why. And so she, we got on, she requested a call with me. This is so me. She requested a call with me after the launch. It went amazing. Really like literally used my launch strategy. I could cry thinking about this to create an amazing event over 500 people on the live event showing, seeing her screen share the website, the flow, how you could learn more using words that she didn't even know six months ago. Like, oh my God, my whole, whole, whole heart and being, and just everything lit up for me. Obviously this was save us. So there was no financial, um, you know, anything attached to this, nor should there have been, I felt like this was a gift. It was a gift for me. Um, to be a part of this. And so once it was all over, I, she requested a call and um, I, of course, assumed, oh, she has changes to the site. She wants um, to see, she wants to see more things. She's ready to talk about phase two. Like I'm such a psycho and she gets on and she just looks at me and she said, Kopila, what you did I will thank you every day for the rest of my life. And she had a story for me and I want to share that story. And that story goes something like this, which I am completely going to butcher. I'm so sorry, Ma, if you ever hear this. Oh my God. Um, the story goes that there was a ball um, in India who was begging on the side of the road for grains, um, money, etc. And Krishna rode by on his chariot and asked the ball for a piece of rice or for um, some food. And the ball was like a little bit confused because this was Lord Krishna and he's has everything that he ever needs, but, um, the ball reached into his sack and reluctantly handed Lord Krishna a piece, one grain of rice. And he goes home and Lord Krishna rides away on his chariot and he goes back to wherever he was going to cook his meal and dumps out his little bag of rice. And turns out one grain of rice had turned to gold. And Ma looked at me and said, you gave me the whole bag and auspicious things and abundance are coming for you. And I have full chills thinking about this. And truly since then auspicious things and abundance have been landing in my lap every day, but it's not why I did it. And I didn't expect it. I really gave the full bag of rice. I did. And it's the most in service I truly have ever been. You know, I like to say I'm in service and I'm serving the divine in all that I do. But the truth is I'm a human being having a human experience and my ego, my bank account. How can I not right? Think about these kinds of things. But when it was in service to ma, it was totally different. And that energy of just full service, full seva for something so much bigger than myself 
And to have her share that story with me, I want to share it because I feel that the idea of scarcity and deserving and receiving gets so muddled and so complicated when really it doesn't need to be so heavy. And how can we serve? How can we create more wealth for not only ourselves, but for the people around us? And sharing this story, it has just been so powerful for me and so powerful. I mean, I think about it almost every day. And when she looked at me and said, auspicious things in abundance are coming for you. It was like, oh, oh, right. Like I, I, yeah, totally. You know, and I didn't even think about it until that moment that by giving so much of myself in that way could have some sort of karmic or energetic influence on my life and on my business. And it has tenfold and it comes out of nowhere. And the last year, specifically a meditation I did with Natalia Benson in her money mastermind, she has a five day, um, live sort of money mastermind money mindset. And one thing that sat with me during one of the meditations was when she asked us to remember a time where we received something out of nowhere that felt really big and really exciting, like a life-changing amount of money, a life-changing opportunity where we weren't expecting it and how we can call in that energy more and be open to that energy because so many of us are not open to it. We cap ourselves, like our dreams, we're actually giving ourselves a ceiling. And seeing people that have more than I do or have created abundance for themselves in such cool ways is so inspiring to me because it allows me to expand my ideas of what's possible. And when we bought our house, something very similar happened to us where we had exhausted our, all of the tools in our toolkit and truly out of nowhere, the answer came and I received to the point of like, I broke down in tears and I did literally nothing to deserve this. And I felt zero guilt. And instead of feeling guilt, I don't deserve this, all this shit that comes when somebody just wants to give with no reason, we end up blocking it and we end up stopping it instead of saying, I will receive this. And that has changed my entire year. Yes, I worship Lakshmi. Yes, I surrender. Yes, I do so much spiritual work around prosperity and creating wealth and abundance and being in service. But the biggest, biggest, biggest shift for me has been opening to receiving for no reason not having to work hard, not having to be anybody, not having to show up, be available, do this, be that, just be, just exist and open to the energy of receiving and holy shit, has it been incredible. And that is my prayer for you that in listening to this story, in hearing these words around rapid transformation, the story with Ma, and just understanding the energies at play are so beyond us. And we don't have to understand it. We don't have to conceptualize it because best of luck doing that, but being open to the idea that there is an energy out there that wants 
you to be abundant, happy, healthy, taken care of, held, free, whatever it is that you want to receive, it's literally already trying to come for you and we are not allowing it. I used to say last year, I had a friend call me and be like somebody that we know, a mutual friend is going to call and gift you this. Can you just receive it? Like it's a gift to other people when you receive. And it's something I've been working so hard on. My sister-in-law was in town this weekend. And this is what really got me on this kick of just the beauty that the universe wants for us. If we could just open up our eyes and see it. And she offered to pay for dinner. We had hosted her all weekend. We had done a great job. We had a TT Deva Bhava. The guest is God. We had a TT Deva Bhava, the shit out of her. And yet still my reaction was, oh no, I can't let you do that. And she was like, come on. And I was like, wait, stop. I will receive this. And it just changes the energy. And she goes, thank you. You know, and it's just this beautiful exchange of energy that is so often we're the ones like blocking it from coming through. And so the last story I want to share and what really motivated this whole podcast is just the magic of trusting that whatever we want to manifest is already ours. And instead of being so micromanaging and fear-based around getting it, just relax and let it go and trust the universe has your back. So when I was first getting into all of this um, yoga stuff, (laughs) um, when I became real, you know, when I started to awaken to the fact that I was like alive and conscious being living in a human body, um, it was in 2015 and I was at a yoga teacher training in, in, uh, Hawaii. And although I had been in yoga and had, um, you know, even been teaching and had had some really amazing experiences, I was attuned, to Reiki in this training. And that really opened up my energetic channels in ways that like I could have never imagined before that moment. And it was after I had my level one Reiki class where you get attuned, um, energetically where I literally saw the light. I mean, talk about experience. And I was just alive in a new way where I was like looking at blades of grass. I was like raking the squirrels. I mean, it was a whole thing. And we did a sound meditation where we, um, it was a visualization sound healing where we sort of, uh, traveled to the future. And I never done anything like this before. And this was really, I was brand, brand, brand speaking new. Now I do this all the time. And I realize how real it is and that that's like, you know, what is time? It's, it's already there. It's, it's here. It's there. Anyway, I'm not going to get too much down that rabbit hole, but at the time it was brand new. And what I saw blew my mind and it was very specific. And I had a, I had a relationship and a conversation with my future self. And it was one of those totally profound and actually really confusing meditations because it was so clear and it was so specific. And so I wrote some notes down in my journal, um, right after it of where I was and what I was doing. Clay and I were just dating at this point, not even really seriously. And four of the things that I wrote down were play was there. We have a boat. We have a son a black Jeep, a black Jeep, like 
so weird, so specific. And then it said in, and it's clay basically. And this was my first experience. And I was like, wow, well, that's like really specific, but maybe this is my ego, right? Maybe this is just what I want to happen. And I really brushed it off until about two weeks ago. And I totally forgotten about that meditation. I've done so many since then. And two weeks ago, I was sitting at my computer and Clay all of a sudden was like, listen, I think we need to trade in your mini. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, why? And he was like, because you're really not feeling comfortable going over the hill in it. Um, we live in Santa Cruz. So it's like a really windy road over up and over the mountains to get here. And I don't feel super comfortable driving his car. And it's kind of like inhibiting my independence in a lot of ways. It's a really fun car to bop around town in, but it's also not super safe for kids, right? The whole thing. And he was like, I think it's time. Um, he's always scheming. And he was like, I found this, um, platform also Carvana, um, by the way amazing. And they are going to take the mini for more than we bought it for. So we can actually like make money on this mini. And I was like, okay, but like, I love my mini, <laughs> like what the fuck? And he goes, well, I want to get you a Jeep. And I found one and he sent it to me and he, and I looked at it and my heart kind of like dropped for a moment. And I was like, wait, really? I did nothing. You guys, I did nothing to call in this Jeep. I wrote it down in a manifestation and I was in such an open receiving oneness space when I had this meditation and that I was able to let it go. Like I had no attachment. I was like, was that my ego? I'm not sure. That was cool. Let it go. It's now five years later and the Jeep is sitting in my driveway, a black Jeep that I literally did nothing to call in, to take action, right? So I'm talking a lot about action and taking specific actions. So I'm being a little hypocritical, but just bear with me. It was the trust. It was the detachment and the openness to the magic. And I truly believe my work that I've done this year around receiving to even feel worthy of my dream car, which is so crazy. This has been my dream car since as long as I can remember, not like a Range Rover, not like, you know, a really fancy car, but like a used black Jeep where I can put the windows down and in my meditation and I have chills. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Okay. I have chills thinking about this because in that meditation, I can see it so clearly. I turned around and I buckled up a little kid in this Jeep and it was a little boy and the Jeep is now in my driveway and I'm going to acupuncture today to prepare my body. Um, I'm fear-based about having another miscarriage because you know, whatever life and I'm taking that action, but the magic of this is just, I know it's just a Jeep. It's just material, but it's so much bigger. It's the energy that we put out. It's the energy that we let in. And I said to Clay, I was like, this is incredible. I can't believe this. Like, I feel like I manifested this. And I was like, I literally wrote down black Jeep, like the color black. 
by the way, this Jeep that he got, it's used it. He's very specific in things that he looks for in his research. He had already done all the research to get to this Jeep and show it to me. And it's the car. Like it's what was, I, I saw it and it's here now. And I didn't have to do very much to get it. I was just open and trusting. And I believe in the magic and I believe in receiving like air, like breath. And if we open to it, anything is possible. And it's a really, it's a really easy time to be sad. Um, the news from everything from Afghanistan to the Delta variant and social media and my physical health and my cuts all over my, like everything is so loud but so is the magic and it's there, whether you're looking at it or not, you get to choose what you see. You get to make a choice every day. I see beauty. I see magic. I see gratitude, or I see my ego looking in the mirror, really upset about my face and they can both exist. But when you can just attune for a moment to that frequency, I think it's healing us. I think it's healing, not just you, but it's healing your, your family, your ancestors and the people around you. Like these energy frequencies are so real. And the work I'm doing with Kiki Robinson around energy, around cord cutting around all of these entities in this world and in other worlds and other dimensions are constantly affecting us. And to think that we're so special that we're not being affected. I mean, look at I guess the best example that I can give is look at the way the moon affects the tides. Like, how can we not be affected by all of this, right? Just because we can't explain it doesn't mean we can't reap the benefits of it when we know how to tune in. So that's my prayer for you today is just whatever it is you want to transform, whatever it is you want to receive, just close your eyes, see it and let it go. I'm really excited for my retreat. Um, coming up. And I know I have a lot of retreat attendees that are listening to this and I really want it to be a big surprise, but we're going to do a lot of work around this on my retreat in December, my mind, body, and business retreat, because I think it's so important to have these clear intentions, take action to get there, but not be so attached to the outcome and how it's actually going to happen. Because if you were to tell me five years ago that I would be living in my dream house with my dream yard with clay, my two dogs and the Jeep and maybe a baby, um, you know, I could be, I could have been in another plane seven. I should be, or was going to be seven months pregnant right now. And I'm not, and that's okay. I'm open, I'm trusting, and I'm surrendered, or at least I'm trying to be as much as I possibly can. And in those moments where my ego is loud and my humanity shines through, I try to catch myself as fast as I can and drop into the space of gratitude and receiving and just knowing that what's coming my way is a gift and I'm worthy. And it's just by existing, you're so worthy of whatever it is you want. It's already yours. It's already yours. That's my message for you today. 
oh, thanks for letting me talk to you. This was so great. And now I'm going to go to my acupuncture and I would love to hear, DM me, write me what you're going to do to take action and then create a little more space for whatever it is that you really want to do, see, be, and uh, serve. So that's the tea. Um, yeah. Lots of prayers, lots of prayers going out to you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being on this journey with me. Best way to support is to share the pod, leave a review. That's what Apple loves. Let's, let's hack the algorithm. If you loved this today, please jump into Apple podcasts and leave a five-star review for me. I love the love and I just appreciate it more than, you know, it's my why it's why I keep going. It's why I keep doing this because I know there's somebody out there today that needed to hear this. And I hope that was you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing. Thank you.